All right, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This one is a, it's a good one. It has me, Pat, and Lolo in it. So the first three-way podcast we've done. I get it, no jokes, not trying to be funny here or anything like that. But yeah, it's just the first three-way we've done on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Pat knows Lolo well. I know Lolo well. We're all good friends. Pat was Pat's living with me right now, so he decided to hop on the podcast. And we kind of just caught up, talked about old times on the ski team together, competing. We talked about Lolo's new position working at Rebel as a student and a bunch of other things like his Olympic trampolining career back in the day and all other good stuff. And yeah, it was great. It was good to catch up with the lads and uh, overall great podcast. I think probably one of the longest ones we've had to date. So uh, enjoy this one. Anyways, this podcast brought to you by Four Sigmatic Mushrooms. If you guys want a discount on probably the best mushroom coffee in the game, uh, use discount code THEKID, all caps, at checkout at Four Sigmatic and get yourself a 25 to 20% discount off. Pretty sure it's one of those two. So yeah, enjoy this podcast. It's a good one. And uh, yeah, all the best. Welcome, creatures of all shapes and sizes, to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham, a.k.a. The Kid. This is an action sports podcast, the likes of which the world may never have seen before and may never see again. I hope you guys enjoy. No relaxed advisor in the back. All right, well, let me just check we got this everything recording properly. I think we're good, man. Anyways. Fuck yeah. Well, have you been listening to the podcast at all? Uh, I've tuned into a couple. Uh, oh, nice. Some, homies, some snowboarders. Just kind of people I, I wouldn't really expect, but uh, I'm about Yeah, I'm kind of just grabbing whoever he I He finds random people on social media and asks them to be on his podcast. Well, you're not random, though. No. Lola's, he's, he's reached out to There's the people, people within like the industry, yeah. within the sports. <laughs> not random. Well, that's kind of the plan, but... I like the branching out to snowboarding, so that's cool. I respect that. And yeah, Matty Bolt, if you get more skateboarders. I got a couple of skateboarders and other people I want on, but it's kind of hard because I don't know enough people, like, people wait, that would be interesting to talk about well. Mm, fair enough. So I've got a couple yeah. people on the podcast that I didn't know at all like coming into it, which is kind of awkward, but... Cool, Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's super awkward, man. I've never talked to them before in my life, and then all of a sudden they have a FaceTime call with me, and I'm like, shit, well, I have no fucking clue what to do, but... Whoa, what's up, man? I mean, I guess it's a learning experience, right? That's what I figured. Maybe I'll be a sports broadcaster one day. Some <laughs> there shit. you go. One day over the rainbow. So shit. All right, well, let's get into this podcast. Um, this is kind of the first podcast where we've had more than me and somebody else, me and a guest. We got Patty here. You might have heard from one of the other podcasts. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the back. He's got a glass of wine. He's joining in. We got Lolo here. Lolo's a good friend of me and Pat's. So um, this is going to be a good one. We're just going to catch up. Talk about some shit and uh, have some fun. Good to have you on, Lolo. Yeah, man, let's get it. I'm, I'm stoked. I haven't uh, spoken to the boys in a while, so... Everyone's Should been be isolated good. with this whole COVID thing still. It, it's been so long, but it, it feels like it's over, but it's not. Yeah, I know. Patios just aren't the same. No, they're not at all. <laughs> you got the tramp all dialed in now, or what? I do, man. I've been firing away. I, uh... I jibbed the branches a couple times, so I think I'm going to have to take those down. But, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but actually, if you do it on purpose, it's fine. If you do it by accident, it's actually kind of terrifying. So. Within a double and you just clip some leaves? <laughs> yeah, you just like tickle it with your toes and you're like, oh no, <laughs> didn't want to do that. What do, you, what do you think of the tramp? Is it, is it a little loose? Is it a little tight? What, what do you think? Uh, I'm happy I didn't put the spring extenders on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kept her uh, I kept her stock, and uh, I've actually bottomed out once. Oh, shit, yeah. I had, a, like, a, a tapered hole dog when I had it. 
with the yeah, spring. Yeah, so I pretty much dug like an extra foot under like the middle rectangle. Yeah. But I guess I did like a backdrop towards like the end of the tramp and I kind of hit the bottom, so. Shit, that's great. Yeah, I had boards going across the ends, and then it was like straight down from there. I, I never really, I don't think I really bottomed it out. Oh, snap. But hey, if you're bottoming it out, that means you can go higher. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just for some yeah. context here, Lolo bought it, uh, Pat's old trampoline. Yes, we went and got it on a little adventure recently, two months ago. You've been uh, adding things to the list, eh? Picking up cars, picking up trampolines, just as you go. Man, the, the trampoline honestly has been probably the most clutch purchase throughout this whole pandemic world situation. Like, there's nothing better than having a backyard tramp, even without a pandemic. Yeah, it's, but you wake up in the morning, coffee, tramp. trampoline. Dude, and I'm just like lately, 35 degrees. I'm not too keen to go out for a bounce. But no, that's a little hot. We we do a double backflip a day. That's about it. That's been our new thing. One double backflip, no mat, nothing a day. <laughs> yeah. Now we call it. You just hop on, do a couple bounces. Yeah, only allowed three bounces. I, I, I do. He he oh, has to warm up. Three bounces like to that. the back, and then you dip. Oh yeah, nice. keep yeah. it loose. Respect. I don't do too many tricks anymore, but yeah, having the tramp in the backyard. When I first got here, I was like, "Yo, I forgot how sick it is to have a tramp in the backyard." Dude, I did a right cork the other day. Super Dude, well. I did a right dub ten to feet without a mat. <laughs> I, I need to get a throw mat. There's some tricks I want to do, but I'm like kind of scared. So. That's the problem. We have a throw mat. So Bruce is doing triples. I'm doing triples. <laughs> You're getting a little too loose with the throw mat. <laughs> and then Pat pro makes claims that he can mat me wherever I go. So I just randomly launch and then I miss the tramp like the one Instagram video I posted. And he's like, oh, I got you no matter what. And then obviously I went where Pat couldn't get me. <laughs> it's getting tossed. Oh, God. He tries to triple 14 and lands with his legs on the bar. <laughs> Yeah, we've been Dude, getting triple fourteen on a regular tramp. I feel would be like a big pull. Well, he yeah, landed once. He I landed, landed one before. It, yeah. yeah, that's like that's huge. I've only ever done them on super tramps. Yeah, so. same. Super's the only time I ever landed a trip. Well, other than that tramp, I landed triple flat on the tramp you have with the throw mat. Yeah. That's the only one other than that. No, nah, but we've definitely been putting some time in. It's fun just to chill. Like the other day, just like have a couple. We built the deck around it, so we just have a couple casualties every once in a while and just yeah. go tramp and just hang out. Yeah. We play a game of. Uh, like tramp, I guess every once in a while, and sometimes he gets heated because Pat doesn't like to lose. I haven't lost yet. I'll, he hasn't I'll lost now. yet. I'm very pissed off. The retired guy is still beating me. Bruce doesn't have the bed trick, so I'll do like one and a half, three quarters into like a brandy back to whatever else out, and he just doesn't have the bed trick. Oh, the I, bed, see, I see. I'll, I'll do like a, a half out, like a like front flip brandy or a brandy back or yeah, yeah. or a, a misty 180. You know, I'll keep it loose. If I have to, I'll pull out the, the weird one. <laughs> I mean, what you gotta do is you gotta just take the cake, right? Exactly. <laughs> you gotta take the cake somehow. Exactly. And then we got a little code man on the trampoline recently, and we kind of convince him into doing really gnarly shit, but don't like try to make it sound gnarly. He does a okay. double backflip. We're like, oh, you can easily add another flip. It's not hard at all. So he's he's whipped two two triple backflips around on the tramp, but he lands with his legs behind his back and gets like full scorpion. <laughs> Your little brother has done a triple backflip. He's done triple. Buddy does. Here. Buddy does bo switch dubs and he's got both all dub four tens. dubs. Yeah. yeah, he's got Defeat. all four dubs now. Wow, that's sick. How old is he again? Eleven. Thirteen. Twelve. No, he's, he's not thirteen. He's thirteen. There's no way he's thirteen. Your mom told me he's twelve. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I think he's thirteen. Anyways, <laughs> no, he has. He done like one dub back last year, and then within like a month, he had all four dubs this year. It's pretty crazy. But, wow, dude, that's impressive. Yeah, it's 
figured it out real quick. He's got the dub flats too. All right, well, let's kind of get into the beginning of this. Um, most of the podcasts I do, we kind of just started off like from the beginning and stuff, and like so your story and stuff. We know your story pretty well, like we know you well, but the guys that are listening to you don't know you as well. So you used to be a freestyle skier, um, still pretty heavy in the industry. Great dude, absolutely launch your meat every once in a while. And uh, yeah, tell us about how you got into uh, skiing and all that stuff in general. You're from Quebec originally. Yep. Still yep. there. From uh, from Elmer, Quebec. Um, dude, my parents put me on skis when I was two. So I've been skiing for like 21 years now, I guess, which is oh, pretty shit. wild. To yeah, so you've been doing it for a while. Bro. I'm only on year eight. <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy. And, uh, yeah, we used to go up to a good old Camp Fortune every weekend. The whole family, me and my two sisters, we all take lessons, and then my parents would go do their own thing. That's the closest to LA? Yeah, it's like 20 minutes from my house. So. It's like the Louis of Ottawa, kind of. It's, it's like the worst Louis of Ottawa. But there's no other freestyle skiing, really. No, dude, Ottawa. it's not the Louis. It's like a horseshoe. It's like not a great place. Yeah, but there isn't a Louis to, to add up. So in terms of like freestyle community in Ottawa, that's where you're pretty well going to go with night skiing and park and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they have, a, they not, have good rails. No, not park comparable whatsoever, but... They have good they, rails, they, but... They've got good rails in the past couple of years. Yeah, that's... The jumps are trash. Like, build jumps. Yeah. No, I did a flat five there at a Provincials and like, there's a video. My tips caught like when I was like, at 450 and chest like fully down. Was it's, that, uh, were you on uh, Northwest Tech still? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I remember, I remember that year. I lost, uh, I lost to, um, damn. Nick Huter won, I think. At the no temperature? Way. Nick Huter won Provincials. Yeah, it was at Provincials, and I thought I was gonna take the cake, but, uh, I think I was in that. At Whistler, don't remember his name now, but, uh. Yeah, he, he got your category? Because you're an age category above he's me. He's with, uh, Zamblunt all the time. Kyle Coxford. Yeah. yeah, dude, that dude was in Ontario, and he was, I remember, I was friends with those guys. He was older than everybody, and he just whipped. He's the only one, really, in this Did he still whip? You see some videos oh, from good. him in West, and I skied with him a bit in West. His rails are really good. Yeah, I remember my first uh, comp there. I think I've done two, like, temperatures there. And one of them, I had a straight-up 360 screaming semen in, and then a nice. the same way 720. And then the other one, I did both-way corks off, like, like the tiniest jump ever. Yes. Little speed bump. Yeah. That'll happen. That's Camp Fortune for you, folks. I couldn't even do Cork 7s then, so I was trying to do Cork 7s. I was doing Misty 9s instead of Cork 9s. So, Lolo, how did, how did you get into park? Like, did, did you just go to Camp Fortune? I was like, kind of, because Camp Fortune has some trees and stuff, but like, basically the park's the only interesting thing there. That's why you started well, it. They have or? a lot of glades if they do enough. Did sound. you do moguls or anything at all, or racing, or nothing like that? Um, yeah, so basically, dude, it's the most classic skier story, but like, you're taking lessons as a kid and all yeah. you want to do is like go to the side of the hill where all the bumps are so like that was me right and then uh and i also like i was doing gymnastics at the same time yeah we're gonna get like, into oh, that i kind of <laughs> want to combine these so my dad was like oh there's a freestyle program so i started there and uh yeah it was like bumps and jumps you do moguls it was like we all wanted to do park because <clears throat> like that's was like it was blowing up then and when I started in Fortune Freestyle, like, the big boys of Fortune was, like, Max Morello, Mac Jones, like, people that are, like, actually well-known in the ski yeah. industry. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, which is super and, cool. Uh, so they were doing the park thing, and we were learning moguls, but all we wanted to do was uh, hit rails and jumps. So Steve eventually Hamlin? I was just like, I'm doing slope. <laughs> like, screw yeah. the bumps. Was Steve Hamlin around back in those days? 
Dude, I was uh, he was coaching us in a neck brace. That man is unstoppable. <laughs> Steve's a weapon. <laughs> if nobody knows who Steve Hamlin is, go search him up on YouTube. I promise you it will not disappoint. He, he broke his neck on a... I think he was sessioning a PVC pipe in the park and drove himself to the hospital. <laughs> no. And then came back coaching in a neck brace. Oh, yeah, that shouldn't it. be possible. <laughs> like, you, you can't make that stuff up, man. No, you can't. No, no, I brought this down for you. You have to share. Um, anyway, so you mentioned gymnastics and stuff. So you were doing gymnastics at the same time. You did, yeah. uh, like, Olympic, tra- I don't know exactly what's called, uh, Olympic gymnastics trampolining. Like, what's it? Trampoline? Trampoline? Let's go Olympic trampoline. Olympic trampoline, yeah. That's what I wrote down. I think it's actually like artistic trampoline. Oh, very creative. Yeah, we'll go with Olympic. Sounds better. So (laughs) wait, were you doing gymnastics or just uh, artistic trampolining at that time? I did did gymnastics until grade five. And then I transitioned uh, until I was like 18 to uh, trampoline. Because I remember going to camps... Uh, like training camps when I first got on the Ontario team and I was like, I don't know, I thought I was alright at trampolining but then there's you, obviously, Rylan, and then this dick pirate here who's like, all three of you guys are just like, you guys are the kings. Everybody else had like barely anything they could do on trampoline and then obviously Rylan has one in his backyard and he did moguls so he kind of knew what he was doing. Pat just put hours in on his and you had actual training so you guys were just like going twice as high like... What's wild? What's wild about Rod? He had a six by twelve in his backyard, so like the amount of precision that it takes to do a double defeat on a six by twelve is a little gnarly. So you put him on a super tramp or a seven by fourteen, he's just chilling because he's got. Oh, he's laughing, and his air awareness is crazy. His oh, yeah. air awareness is so good. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, I was gonna ask you because um, you did a lot of that stuff, and basically all that's on access, like everything. In Olympic trampolines on access, did that help you at all, or is that kind of like do you find that like was kind of a hindrance? Because obviously you had good air awareness from that, but like it. Uh, well, so yeah. I How does think that it's a bit both. Like it helps with your air awareness a lot. Like you learn to spot, you learn to spin, but like you don't. These sports only require one way rotation, so all my tricks are going left. I never learned how to spin right until I started skiing. Yeah, I remember that because you uh, you were you had the left shit on lock, but the right corks were like de spinning it for a while. I, I never did right corks on snow. I think I tried three in Breck, yeah. and they were not good. Yeah, that can be a huge uh-huh. problem. If ever you watch me ski and I do a cork seven on snow, it's gonna look like a backflip. They're pretty damn flippy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I think in a sense like. You, you have to break away from going on access if you really want to dial in the skiing, but yeah, um, it, it obviously like it helps just knowing where you are and like For if sure. you're in a pickle midway through your trick, you have like a whole other like perspective on how you can get back to your a feet. safer land. Absolutely, I I learned all the off access stuff first, and then I kind of like I had like I had the backyard tramp, so I did all the doubles defeat, and then I got to a point where I was like, yo, doing doubles defeat all the time is kind of dangerous, so I just started doing progressions, and then I like started yeah. doing back fulls and like front fives, like front flip, like all the on access stuff. And yeah, it made a huge difference. Like the air awareness just changes so much. You always know where you are, and you always have a bailout plan, no matter where you are. Yeah, exactly. Changes. Well, everything. no, but what's cool about about doing both though is that now, like, if you're doing like a Barani out, and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna make it, 
you can like tweak it into a misty drop. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, like that was way safer than just trying to tuck under again. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a for bit sure. Of fun. It, I, I know it helps, it. but it also kind of confuses you at the same time. Obviously. I can see that. For skiing, I think learning the off axis stuff was easier for me. Like I, I took a, almost two full ramp camps to do a right cork. But oh, I took a whole summer to learn. Right corks are brutally hard. <laughs> at the beginning, they're almost impossible. <laughs> but once Dude, I, I'm pretty sure they made me like quit skiing. Man. Honestly, <laughs> I man. do right corks. There was like so, such a bummer. So hard. I, I only do them with lead blunts now. That's all, if you ever see me doing a right cork, it'll be a lead blunt. Unless I'm doing a dub, if I ever, ever were to do a right dub, it would be a mute. Or, yeah, like, right dub. A mute, bro, that's wild. I just tuck and pray. Man. No. I, got <laughs> I, got, I like the way you're thinking, Lola. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we leave trampolining, what's the gnarliest trick you've ever done in trampolining? Like, in Olympic trampolining or otherwise? Like, you've done a couple triples, eh? I have done a total of, uh, yeah, five different triples. That's more than enough triples. What's R the gnarliest one you've done? Two. <laughs> yeah, I've got up to three now. I've done Misty, Triple Back, and oh, yeah. Triple Core. He, he landed a Misty to see? Triple Misty? I landed it to, like, squad tuck and then roll my ankle. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if we're, if I don't know if that counts. See, I'm using maths. He's, he's, I'm he's at eight. He's at eight. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, then, eight. we'll, we'll count eight. <laughs> What's the gnarliest no. one? Uh, for trampoline perspective is a uh, Triff Rudy Pike, so that's three front flips in a pike position, which is like a dub nose grab. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, in your last flip, you do a five forty, so one and a half spins. That's oh, wait, you did triple front flip, and then the last front was a front flip five forty. Yeah. yeah. I can barely do a front flip 540 as is, just as a front flip 540. So, who That's thought one of my advanced on axis tricks. <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> That's uh, so gnarly. My, my coach, I guess. I mean, because I, I had like Triff Pike, I had Triff Tuck, I had half Triff Pike, half Triff Tuck. So, eventually, like, if you watch Olympic trampolinists, they're like World Cup. Yeah. I think the top dogs do five triples in a 10 trick routine. Holy shit. So what was the so, highest level of contest or competition you ever got to in Olympic trampolining? Um, well, technically I retired as a senior, which is like the highest level you could be. Yeah. Um, well, the highest category, I guess. But like I was doing like nationals, Canada Cup. Oh, sick. Uh, we went to Europe once to like get an international ranking. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just out of uh, outside of Amsterdam. It was super sick. Nice. Um, so got to travel through that, and uh, yeah. Did you ever see anybody get tossed off the tramp and get busted? Because those tramps are above ground. Yeah, no, that's, so yeah, that's the most scary thing about it. Let's bring have, some... like, extended end mats, though. So oh, okay. Yeah, but, but no, about the sides. Did you always go off not, the sides. Not on the sides. You can definitely eat yourself <laughs> off Let's the just sides. bring some trampolines onto a hardwood gymnasium floor. And just rip multiple triples in a row. Like, I can barely do double or two land to another double. I, I think... I haven't seen it, but, like, I know deaf people fall off all the time. But I think the worst I saw was someone, like... I think they over-rotated, like, something that finished in a half out and, like, landed on their heels and just kind of, like, tried to absorb. So they did, like, a somersault 
Ani and Matt, and then like proceeded to being ejected onto the floor. <laughs> That's fucked. Um, worst That's one I ever up. saw was the good old Ethan Harrison Cork Seven progression at the Lake Placid Ramp Camp. Except he was doing like the the Cork Seven like to your back from yes. like fifteen, like as high as he could go. And he landed on the old Euro tramp and just popped her straight up and onto the hardwood floor. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I remember watching how everyone's doing their progressions like four feet and Ethan's like ten feet. And then he just bounces off the trampoline ten feet and then onto the hardwood floor. A wild child. Man. That guy is a weapon. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Ethan Harrison. <laughs> we should get him on the podcast sometime. That'd be awesome. That'd be dangerous. Yeah. All right. Um, so from Olympic trampolining and all that other nonsense... You get, you get quite good at skiing and you competed. How long were you on the t- Ontario team before I got on the Ontario team? A year or two, at least? Because you were with Matt Bull uh, and I was, Yeah, I was the year before you. Okay, so... I think that was before. the same year that... You were on OPPA the first year I started OPPT. But yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay, so You and Oscar joined up higher. Yeah, because back then there was a yeah. difference between the Ontario teams. There was OPPA and OPPT, which was the lower one. I definitely yeah. got shit rammed onto the lower one. And I was there for quite a bit because I could not figure out how to ride cork. But um, <laughs> but anyways, you did a couple years of that, and then you obviously went around to the uh, CRTs and the Norams and stuff, and Aspen Open and all that stuff with everybody else and all the Just boys. Here. And we had a good time competing for sure. Dude, we had the best time. The best time. Well, we're gonna Hands get down. it. We're gonna get actually literally the next question. Bowport Ram camps every day. <laughs> the lack Bowport Ram camps leave very sore impressions on my body. Yes. And, and people <laughs> people judging the Ontario Park and Pipe team as well. <laughs> Dude, it was me and Pat were talking about this at dinner with my grandpa today. Um, we were talking about you at Lackport. Lackport. Remember when you were hitting the double pop down? <laughs> the and Russian then the aerial Russian, <laughs> the Russian aerialist oh, turned like, the top yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was I was just I was midway up the stairs, and I remember watching you drop in. Everybody's yelling, and the ramps like halfway up, and I was like, Yo, what is he gonna do? What's his play? <laughs> What did I do? You, like, absorbed and then, like, hit it and then a running man into the pool, if I remember correctly. I think you did a backflip. Or you might have done a backflip. I think I did a tail tap backflip. Uh, You might have done that, but I remember there was a lot of... It definitely wasn't pretty. It definitely wasn't pretty. (laughs) Definitely scary. (laughs) Like, think of it. I'm going down the ramp. Like, I'm not necessarily looking at the jump, but I can hear everyone screaming. And by the time I hit tranny, I go, that doesn't look good. And I just... Just yeah, gets launched. It much. takes a minute to clue in that you're like, when people are yelling, like when I had my accent, I was shaking your Pat yelling at, at Christ, and I was like, yo, what's what's going on? Are we going too quick? <laughs> well, that was my fear. That was like my biggest fear of ramping, and then I was watching you, that happened to you. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, man, you just got to lock your knees and pray you don't hit your head or something. You just got to lay it out. Just chill for the first bit. You got to relax and just jump straight up before you pull around. <laughs> for yeah, people. yeah, exactly. <laughs> For people that don't know what we're talking about, the ramp has like two different levels. One's for a uh, big air and one's for um, aerials. aerials. And the top comes up and down to make it like twice as steep. And Lolo's midway in the in run and somebody hit the button to bring the top up. So the top's like halfway coming up. So it's kind of like a double up on, uh, or a double on like uh, a dirt bike or something. You just get, get tossed off the top. So yeah. wall coming at you as you're coming in. Man, you 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 hit that thing top up a couple of times. I, I hit it once. That is terrifying. 
to hit. Yeah, like, I used to do a couple of aerials. You did like a full double full or something. You did something with a double full. Late double full. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> late double. Oh my god. Yeah. I did I a I did a dub backflip off the single top up with Ryland, and then he did like a talk a lay talk or something, and I just tried to hit it <laughs> the double with the top up, and I, it was probably the worst looking thing in the world. But I was so scared. I it's was like, scary, man. That thing's a wall. I was you like, gotta come in with your legs. Lord, I was so afraid of hitting my head. Like so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Or your hands or whatever, man. Yeah. Oh. Do you guys remember when they had that rock climbing wall the first year? Yeah. I was there. Yeah, I remember I was there and I was like, just did a couple dub missies off it and I wanted to like prove to everybody that I was like, that I was able to keep up with you guys. And I did like two dub misties and I was like, yo, what if I try triple misty? And I like, and I, I, well, I was up top. I didn't really talk to Bruce that Ryland, I was hyping him up 100%. Ryland was hyping me up. He was telling me it was wow, a good idea. I don't remember that. I have, no. a video, I have a video of it on my Instagram. I I'll videoed it. it. So I have somewhere. Yeah, I'll there. put it up on the people on the screen for people who are watching on YouTube. But I did basically a double misty and then just spun out like this, like fully and sideways and just landed clapped on my stomach. <laughs> from like four, a whale club. I've never that was about 40 story. feet. Like that, that thing was about 40 yeah. feet, eh? Me and Paul. Oh, I think it was higher than yeah, the top two at diving stations. So I yeah. don't know. I used to just rip gainers. I did a dub misty, a brandy back, and a, and a dub backy, and that's about all I did. Me and Paul yeah. were talking today about how sketchy it was when, the, um, when your skis clip off, but they're still connected to your boot and they're whipping around your head. Your mid dub on the ramps. I, I removed tethers. I didn't mind filming yeah. at the bottom, so I was like, yo, I'll swim. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, leashes are terrifying. Sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we were kind of talking about the Ontario team and stuff, but um, I have it written down, so I'll ask you anyways. What's your best memory from the Ontario team? Like, trip together, contest together, or, like, just overall, like, uh, something we did. This doesn't have to be gnarly. There's uh, the, the gnarliest things coming up next. You can okay. pick, you can pick the most fun and enjoyable thing, and then after that, you can pick the gnarliest shit that you saw or were a part of on the team, if you want. True, true. We're not okay. going to throw Eli under the bus here, but <laughs> we'll keep some of the details excluded in case you listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. but, um, dude, my favorite memory from the team, I think, was probably our trip to Mammoth. That was sick. I only got. I was probably demoed at that point. I didn't last. You were, yeah, you were out for the count. But yeah. it was my first contest back from uh, partially tearing my MCL in Calgary. So yeah. I was out for Aspen, which I was super bummed about. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just ripped up to Cali for the first time. Like man, that was one of those zones you always want to ski. Bruce, you forgot your boots, like an idiot. And your helmet, Dude, and your I still, I still have those boots, and I used them. I was using them on my ramp today. I was using them this year, and they're so packed out, man. I take off to do a jump, and they flex, like, like almost fully in half. But, Brutal. Yeah, that was the year we went to, um, we went surfing after. Yeah. Yeah, we did three days surfing after, but, like, dude, we skied every day super nice. It was the course so was sick. very subpar, but... They had the shark fin, which was kind of cool, but really shark fin, well, yeah, but taking, like, one foot too far and you're landing, like, flat. <laughs> it wasn't the most well-designed course, but it was very no. fun. But skiing Mammoth was sick, being in Cali is always a good time, and then, yeah, surfing with the boys, crushing some course banquets every night, and, you know, <laughs> <taking a> <laughs> Remember, <laughs> Christian stole your leash for your surfboard, and you put oregano in his vein? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> I contaminated that thing. 
He was that, smoking a rag. I wonder if that guy is still vaping. He left a, when he uh, last year, two years ago, when we had a place in Barry. He he left to go back to Orangeville, and he left a note. Please take this. I don't want this anymore. And he had his vape on a piece of paper, and he outlined it in a marker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's still vaping. No, he got that back somehow. Uh, he, he probably came back it. next week and yeah. took it from you. Uh, actually, I haven't I haven't talked to Christian in a while. Actually. Dude, last time I saw him, we were go karting and uh, top karting with J. Allen. Oh, that was an odd one. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. wild. We, that was when Avonski got canceled due to rain, and we had yeah, a way so to get together at my box. place. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really bummed I didn't get to go to Ottawa this year. I was like really planning on it, but it didn't happen. It's funny how like the groups just jump from place to place to place, you know? Ottawa, Barry, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's, where, it's where the boys are. Yeah, exactly. For sure. All right, well, we covered that, so we might as well get on to Eli's favorite topic. What is the, um, what is the gnarliest or craziest thing you've seen or been a part of on the team when we were back competing? Don't have to say names. Don't have to disclose too much details, but give the give them an idea. Um, it's a tough question. You can take a second, or you can bring up multiple ones if you want. It doesn't have to be a definitive one. Okay, well, I'm gonna. The first thing that comes to mind, it, it had to do. We were on a tear at Keystone when Buddy fucking <laughs> oh the electrical boxes. <laughs> Dude, I was with you, wasn't I? I saw I, that yeah, too. I think we were on the same it was chair, just I, me and you and, on the double at Area 51. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Dude, we were speechless for like ten I, seconds. Like, I was, I was done skiing. I did not want to ski anymore. Like that was the most terrifying thing I've seen on oh, skis. Dude, you could, you could include I, this. I saw that. I have like, for the people watching the video. I'll put the video on the screen. Honestly, it's worth it. That thing's brutal. Episode six, the first one. Was, was it skier Dan? Dude, six? that guy. I don't know if you remember earlier in the day. The dude's on. He was rental. drinking. I saw him. Yeah, he's I saw drinking. him. Yeah, he was drinking. He's on rental he skis. He's like, yo, how do I hit these features? He he's asked got me. Bro. Headphones over the top. The like the jacket like cuts. There's like a foot to the pants. Like. He, I was, we were just talking and we, we were just watching and we both happened to be watching. And it's one of those things you watch people get demoed on YouTube and you're like, oh, that sucks. But in person, the sound, like he, he hit the ground so hard. Like I, I don't Dude, he lost both skis. I think did a flip and a quarter yeah, and landed was, on pure ice. He was going in with enough speed to hit a 50 foot step over and hit both his feet like his boots off the front of a metal electric it was electrical to be an electrical transform yeah. and just yeah, injected yeah a zero percent chance whether he hit the box or not that he was surviving that that's attack. why we were, we, were, we were sitting there like yo this guy's going fast man <laughs> and then the worst case scenario he just clips the front yeah, I, I think I think we took like the next bus home man. no one yeah, wanted to ski after no. watching that he, did he get airlifted dude it took like he hit the ground and it was like this clap yeah. of all of his internal organs just rupturing is what it sounded like. And then nobody did anything for like 20 seconds. Everybody was like, yo, hang on, what just happened? And they were like yeah. trying to figure it out. And then like when we got off the lift, we didn't say anything for a couple of seconds we were talking about. Then we got off the lift and go down just a circle around him. I don't know what ended up happening to the guy. Hopefully yeah. he's okay still, but man, that was gnarly. He's definitely not walking for a while. I remember that one. That was yeah, <laughs> I remember too. I think watching Mark Draper trying to do a hand drag five over oh, the wreck uh, rainbow and yeah. just sideways bruised some himself. ribs. I think or bruised some ribs. One of the bruises ribs yeah. had to pull out of Aspen. Like yeah, that, that was, was a bad one. Bad. Yeah, we'll that was scary, especially because it's like one of the guys. So I was like, oh yeah, wow, when it's when it's. 
When it's the people you know, it's different. I remember Rylan was trying to switch one at Momentum and broke his wrist. Saxon! Dude, I And then I was, I was down, and he comes whipping by me on the back of the, of the uh, snowmobile, and he was shouting something at me. I thought it was hilarious. I, I was at the top of the medium line, and I could hear him scream. I was like, oh, dude, that wasn't good. Worst thing I ever saw was Ethan Harrison trying to do a selfie backflip on the big jump at Momentum. And I was standing up at the top. I, I remember Josh Christensen was there. He was like, yo, that was not it. He basically tried to video himself doing a backflip, got focused yeah. on the video, and then did one and a half to his face on the knuckle. And he was like, it was so scary because he's like completely unconscious and just ragdolled like out, sliding face first down the knuckle. And it just scared the shit out of everybody. Yeah, I didn't see it. I saw. I think I saw the video. Dude, the I video it doesn't... I watched it from the top and it was terrifying. And Sax, I've never seen Saxon run so fast in my life. He's he is touring ski boots on his full sprint from the bag area up to the landing to get to Ethan. It was like, dude was going at turbo, like as fast as he could go. Well, that's his athlete. Oh, yeah, of course. You got to get there. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, there's definitely some pretty gnarly crashes on the team. Pat, obviously, going to the tranny with Christian and Rylan and, uh, Oh, Parisher, yeah. Parisher, that, was, that was not a good one. I remember getting wheeled around by Rachel Anderson when we played frisbee golf. That was that was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, well, definitely you, some good times, man. You, you're coaching now, though, too, right? So you've got to be like, yo, what happens when your athlete sends it off of a cliff and dies? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a bit scarier in that case, for sure. You're liking it, though? Coaching and everything? Changing yeah, your gut? It's, 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 cool, it's, it's a program I did, so. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just doing the one at Camp Fortune, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah, at, after school and stuff? Are you done school now? No, man, I got one more year. One more year? Fuck yeah, dude. One more year with Red Bull, too, eh? Red Bull student experiences. We'll see, man. If campus don't open, then I don't have a job. Wow, so, really? really yeah. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Tell but us about I that. The, I got the shrine right here, all the limited cans. Oh, oh yeah, nice. there you go. How's that, ex <laughs> how's that experience been, man? Uh, working for Red Bull's wild. <laughs> yeah. So, how'd you get, how'd you, like, slide that? Um, well, I think, like, being super interested in the action sports world yeah. helped a lot, and being exposed to, like, all the events. Like, anytime something would come to Ottawa, like, I would most likely be there. Yeah. Like, whether it was, like, Flug Tag or, like, a Rail Jam sponsored by Red Bull, like, you know, the kid was there. So. Yeah, the kid was out there. <laughs> and, um... I also knew the two students that like did it before me and like one of them just happens to be like one of my good friends like Taylor Suderman like her family owns Camp Fortune so um so they could put a good word in for me and then I killed the interviews and here I am <laughs> that's awesome what has it been a year now at least yeah yeah, yeah a year that's so sick dude hell yeah. yeah what are you going to school for again I'm in marketing. Marketing? Okay, yeah. So that works well with that. And plus all your action sports experience to begin with. Yeah, man. No, it goes hand in hand, yeah. so I'm really stoked. And then I get to, like, promote events that, like, I genuinely care about. So that's pretty cool, too. So you do promotion for some of the events, eh? Yeah. Well, if, like, Red Bull's involved in an event, there's, like, a 95% chance I'm involved in that event, too, because I'll help, like, set up or tear down or promote or... Like, I'm going to be there. In some that. stage of it, you're going to yeah, have a exactly. half foot in the door. So you got all your foot You got your foot in, do in the door for everything in Ottawa, which is super sick. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's oh, there's a lot going on in Ottawa, but <laughs> <laughs> ask Pat about his experience in Ottawa this year. He did not like it. <laughs> I, I'm not a city guy, so I didn't like living downtown. But hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not for everyone. But no. hey, yeah. I had, least, you know, I had some guy. I lived with Nick Huter, and you know, I had enough people around, so it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, you guys would have fun. Yeah. How much did you get out of skiing this year? Like minus. Coaching, like, just Camp Fortune, really? Or do you go on any trips at all, or no? He did a double at Louis. I heard this firsthand. You did a double at Louis? I did with Luke Lambert. What? <laughs> Where was I? Was that the one weekend I wasn't there? God damn it. It was, uh, hmm. It must have been Provincials. No. Uh, I, I guess. Damn. I don't remember why else we would be there. Maybe with Timber. It was a Timber Tour or something. I don't oh, okay, they had the Timber Tour the one weekend. Because I was away. Event. Yeah, I was away the one weekend there was a timber tour because I was like, I literally I lived there this year. One day. We did like yeah, last yeah, I remember that. That um, was good. What double? Dub ten. Nice. Yeah, it came around like butter. <laughs> That's all they're not. Know. We've done so many yeah, rounds, so they're not really scary. Memory, oh yeah. Close your eyes and it'll go just fine. <laughs> so wait, you coached the kids you brought to the timber tours and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're basically becoming Patrick Wallace. Essentially, yes. Nice. How's you just gotta get dressed in an all black and start drooling, and you're there. No, no, I still got camo going. Best believe. You got it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Nice. I saw you were skating a bit recently too. I saw a sick board slide down a road, which is sick. I've been yeah, trying to get into it. That shit's hard, man. Oh yeah. And I have, like we have a cottage up in Trombone, so and they yeah. just built a super sick plaza. So Did they? Fired about that. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's getting pretty late, so we'll wrap this podcast up, but. Uh, last question I got for you, big guy, is what's the plan going forward, man? You got one more year of school, obviously. You, like, ideally you want to do the Red Bull stuff, but, like, what what do you think you want to do, man? What's, uh... I definitely, uh... I definitely want to keep coaching. Like, I'm trying to work towards getting, like, my comp devs so I can be, like, a high-performance coach, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... Because, like, our program wants to create, like, compete the to compete, train to compete. Agenda of um, Fortune. So yeah, of that area. Become, like, a high performance team. And we have, like, a handful of kids that I believe can get there. Like, like an 11 year olds doing back three swap, back two. Oh, my that's God. That's impressive. So yeah, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Really? I'm definitely, definitely going to stick to coaching. Uh, but as far as like Red Bull, if we get to work for them this year, then I would definitely try to get one of the internships and yeah. spend next summer in Toronto yep. uh, working out of headquarters. So that'd be pretty cool. Is that ever a job you could see yourself doing, like being like a team manager or something like that? Is that like, would that be ideally down the road? Be sick. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, I met the guy that's uh, in charge of, or that was in charge of the uh, athlete marketing. So he was like, he was working with like Mark McMorris, Seb Toots, like Drew Bizance, and all these like crazy athletes that yeah. you see the videos of. Yeah. Wow, like, this guy knows them like on a personal basis. So, like that would be really cool. I get to like do stuff I love. You get to travel to like X Games and like all the big contests. Yeah. That'd be sick. For sure. Um, and then like you get multiple get sports too. Stuff. I'm sure, right? What's that, sir? You'd be in different, like, sports. You'd be going from, like, skateboarding or BMX to snow sports yeah, so to motorsports. Yeah, all the, like, top-tier people yeah. athletes in Canada. So, like, mountain biking, you know, like, Brandon Semnock, yeah. TJ Rogers and skateboarding, like, all those, yeah. those crazy things. No, it's so. absolutely stacked. 
And it's quite hard to get on Red Bull, like, as an athlete. It's, like, near impossible. Yeah, yeah. Have to, uh, they've really... fail on Red Bull, that's, that's becoming a challenge, but I'm sure he'll get there. <laughs> he'll get there one day. It's, it's, good it's got such a reputation, like, I mean, I don't know what it is, but for me, like, if you're watching a sport, like, the Red Bull, I don't know if it's just, like, a st- like what it is, but if you're sponsored by Red Bull, it just trumps Rockstar and Monster. Like, it's... Yeah, hands down. They've developed it right. Like, it's premium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's poured out premium <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> you gotta dial. This uh, what you do. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely, definitely coaching and uh, definitely gonna try and stick with Red Bull because it's a cool company to work for. And I, I yeah, definitely sure. enjoy what they do. They support really cool stuff. So. Yeah, for sure, man. It would be a perfect match for your lifestyle and the shit you're into. And becoming a coach definitely has its perks too. You get to travel around, you get to hang out with little shredders, you still get to yeah. do the stuff you love. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sick. That's badass, man. I haven't caught up to you all year, so this is nice. Yeah, man, definitely, uh, definitely gonna try and uh, head up to Barry at some point. I haven't nice. seen Luke in a while. I haven't seen any of you guys, so get. Uh, Let us know. You come up to Barry Sam. We'll get it on the bay. We should recruit everybody. It's too we don't do cottage anymore. Yeah, we should do a bay. The a bay, bay a bay day is 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 wicked for sure. Is yeah. that where those cliff jumping places are? Yeah, we got cliff jumps. We got rope swings. You get out on the water. It's, it's, oh, it's, I it's, fuck it's, with ropes. Go rope. It'd be good time. For we sure. need to build a bigger rope swing because Pat wants to do a triple, but I know. I'd just clap my face like I wouldn't get it to feet no way like, I could set as hard as I could and it wouldn't oh, come. you need a rope swing like uh, like the one at loggers yeah yeah, yeah sure. exactly I can but, I w- but without the tree <laughs> well ours has a tree ours ours you have to take a big C swing into it and it's so quite it's like terrifying loggers. yeah yeah Dude, I remember I almost hit the tree at loggers. I hit the tree at this one. It wasn't yeah. great. Pat's touched the tree at this one. I hit both. I hit two trees. I managed to like get close enough to hit both of them, but not really hit them. Just like scrape an arm and spin off. It wasn't good, but it was it was scary. Honestly, that's impressive, dude. It's that's not that good. <laughs> the rope was like caught on a branch, so when I jumped, it dropped, and I didn't make it all the way out. And then I like hit one tree, and then I hit another tree. It was. I was trying to do like. Yeah, I did. I did. I was trying to do like a 360 on the, in, on the like swing in to like a dub under flip nine. I ended up doing like a spin in to like a cork five. It was it was whack. <laughs> I did it next run though, so it was good. Yeah, but you did a double jib. So I did two jibs, yeah, it was great. Technically, you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I think I'm actually coming up to maximize in, I think, the second and the fifth. So I'll let you know and we'll have to hang out or something if you're in the area. Of July? Yeah. Cool. Well, dude, if you need a place to stay, my cottage is like half an hour away, so. Oh, that'd be super sick. Yeah, I I don't know where I'm staying. I'm kind of go. I'm gonna try to go with Megan just so I can cut down costs and stuff. That yeah. not team yeah. funding. <laughs> that not team funding. <laughs> that free transportation there and back. So, we go with her. Yeah, but, well, do shoot me some details and we can definitely try. Well, for sure, dude. Up. Either we can go. Uh, I mean, I guess you're in Ottawa. Eh? Yeah. Are you still living in your student house, or? Are you? No, you said you're at parents. Yeah. No, I'm at home. But uh, yeah, I'll be if you if you go to maximize, I'll come. Uh, I'll come spectate. I'll come coach. <laughs> I need it. I need. You know, I've been coaching this guy. We've got his dub 14s figured out. He's got triples. You just got to get him on the switch dub 16s, and I think we got everything we need. I got everything but the switch dub 16s now. Well, the great thing about switch dub 16 is if you can do a 16, you can do an 18. <laughs> 
There you go. That well, bing, I, bang, boom. Dick see, titties, you're on track. I need to hire this guy as my coach. I'll get your six teams ready. Lolo will finish it on bag. We'll be Lolo good to go. We'll tag, team it. we'll tag team it. We'll tag team it. We'll yeah, because... <laughs> okay, let's not use that term, but I understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Close enough. You get the point. All right, Lolo. It was awesome having you on, man. I'm just going to have the podcast here. All right, so that was this week's podcast. Um, Like I said, first three-way on the podcast. So let me know what you guys think because Patty's around, and I'd love to actually bring on, like, two to three people like for group kind of podcasts every once in a while. Obviously not every time thing, but if you guys like it, um, I enjoyed it. It takes a little less stress off me. It's not as awkward just talking face to face with somebody on a camera and FaceTime and then recording it all, especially when you have a good friend in the room who's also able to add on to the conversation and everything. But yeah, let me know what you guys thought and if it's something you think would be interesting going forward. Right before you guys leave the podcast, I just want to say thank you for listening. And if you want to do me a huge favor, you can, uh, Give this podcast five stars and whatever you're listening to it on. On iTunes, it's super easy. You just scroll down and then swing that five stars all the way. That'd be very much appreciated. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.